Yo, what is going on, everybody? This is the New Beginnings Podcast. I am your host, Matt Clem. And with every end, there is always a new beginning. We are here to talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, and really the journey in becoming your best self. Wherever you are, I hope you enjoy. So let's get right into it. We're doing well. We're doing well. Um, Apparently, my car was starting in the shop. So um that's good news but that was weird um after towing it two times um but (laughs) but it's a minor inconvenience and i did talk to all my story about this while it's happening it's like i feel like a past version of matt would have been like fuck like i have all these things to do this freaking sucks and i was just like this is just a minor inconvenience it's just a part of the fucking journey and it's like who cares i'm gonna get get it fixed it's gonna get over with and i have everything i need at home so um so that was kind of a cool perspective um but yeah man um we're all be- how, how's your morning been it's wonderful man i completely agree with you it's been a, a crazy past few days moving into my new place here and uh you know one by one it's finally definitely coming together but it's funny what you mentioned about your car because I'm driving around with literally no plate on. So after this call, I'm going to DMV because my temporary plate had fallen off. So finally, I'm getting embedded in with those Colorado plates on here. But it's a, uh, it's a busy week, but also a very productive week as well. So very excited to be here. And I'm stoked to, uh, you know, to join you on this. Yeah, man. Likewise. And, and the reason, obviously, why we're on this call is just to talk about finding our path through fitness. And, and I definitely do... Um, want to not necessarily a question, but I do want to start um, off with like, how did you find like even just the passion um, f- before we even get into like making it like a higher value and making it like a lifestyle in your job and what you do in bodybuilding? But like, how did you just like from the get go find your passion through fitness? Like from the so, get go? Yeah, that's that's a great question. That's the emphasis really in itself to me is like the get go, because for me, it was never that way. Right. Like, for example, when I was a kid, I I had these patterns that I replicated as a huge value on like adventure and like creating things. Right. So when I was a kid, that was represented through video games. I love video games. I would stay up late playing video games. I was immersed in that world and I had the ability to mold and create something. And now the next one, this is very abstract, but it actually um, correlates to my high value on nature, but I got into freshwater fishing very much where I would like really, really analyze like, oh, what conditions are best to catch? What type of fish and how am I going to do this? And then as I, as I really just grew up and got introduced into like a high school weight room, you know, I started training in there and I was like, whoa, this is the ultimate tier of being able to produce and create something and manifest it in a physical form. And I was very aware at that point in time that what I put in, not only from a, you know, an, an intention work point of view, but like an intention outside of the gym, just like creating, you know, micro habits outside to produce my routine. Those things showed me that, hey, this is where I can really create a change. And therefore, I began to grow a really big um, value on that, you know, just seeing that I can change something physically. So for me, it was right around the, the early to mid high school when I got into just the weight room, got into wrestling a little bit later. From there, I got into competitive powerlifting on a national level and then got into classic physique and, you know, a lot in between, but now we're here. Totally. And I do love the fact that you bring up video games because, um, 
because you were building your avatar when you were younger self, and you're like, oh, like I'm building my character, I'm building, getting loot, I'm freaking adventuring. Yes. And then once yes. you found the gym, you started to like actually translate that into like, holy cow, like I'm the hero, I'm the avatar in this world, <laughs> in this reality. So um, that it that is cool, and and kind of in similarity um, to you and my journey, it's like I just from the get-go I just played like four sports like soccer basketball I was just running and and I feel like for me I really resonate where it's like holy cow like I love the sport in of itself but I like the side quest of like how do I get good at the sport it's through nutrition it's through good sleep it's through um, just eating high quality foods it's through going into the gym so I definitely do really um, enjoy and and also um emulate that that same kind of like building the character and building um kind of the highest values so in terms of like you going from wrestling and then you started like going into kind of like that powerlifting, like how and I want to like specify this in one of my questions is like how did you go from like oh this is this is this sport is fun this sport is cool and how did you like emulate like being good at that sport to then being great at like a national freaking level in like weightlifting like what how did you find that like transition within just sport um through like the metaphor of fitness you know one of the greatest and one of the wisest things i ever heard is really just the fact that you know our values are kind of created and conceived from our voids at birth or our voids in childhood and for you know some reason you know ever since i was young one of my high interpretations on the world was i enjoy and thrive on taking high amounts of responsibility like i've always enjoyed kind of putting a lot on my plate because i've always been able to see hey this has a direct impact and it's allowed me to be very practical in my decision making right so it was more so just having a value on fitness when it initially happened you know kind of like that honeymoon stage in which i was just talking about like oh my gosh here's this first phase of change and then i got into wrestling where you know, I never really enjoyed working that much in a team setting just due to me not wanting to um, leverage that responsibility onto someone else. And that's been a both, you know, pro and con, like, you know, everything. But from there, you know, once I got into the wrestling sense, I, I realized, hey, this is something else where it's kind of like, yes, it's dependent on everyone else as a team, but it's just one-on-one -on -one and me versus me. And again, I just always loved putting my intention into those things. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, like what you get in, what you put in, you get back. So, you know, it allowed me to develop a skill in wrestling and then develop a skill in powerlifting. And just really just at that point in my life had, um, you know, the ability to really time manage how I would like to and effectively, which some people, you know, may or may not have. But regardless, you know, I made it my, you know, like my full on duty to just think, how can I get better tomorrow? And that just transfers to mm -hmm. the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And you look back, it's like, holy shit, I'm deadlifting six plates or I'm, you know, reaching new condition or whatever that looks like to you. 100%. And, and I do really take that, like, what can I do today to get 1% better and, and bring it on to the next day. And, and I do love how, um, and I do really want to get into just that, like, extreme responsibility, that extreme ownership. Obviously, Jocko has, like, all these books on and, like, TED Talks and stuff on it. But um, for you, it's like so, so many individuals that are either watching this or that are going to watch this, like they just struggle with just having complete ownership 
over their life. They might be at a job that they don't like. They might be in the gym and they might be like struggling to get to that next level. Like for you, how, how do you exemplify um, taking extreme ownership and responsibility like within your life? Right. And, and as you think about that, it's like, I, I, I feel like for me, I didn't get extreme ownership or responsibility until like the beginning of this fucking year when a complete stranger asked me, how am I taking responsibility for my life? And then on the spot, I'm like, to a complete stranger, Farshad, that I've known for one fucking day, and not even my best friends or parents have ever even like said that to me. And I was like, holy shit, like, I don't fucking know. I've read books or like I've done things, but I've never actually like looked within. So it literally took me like two or three months to accumulate like a solid response to him. And, and, and through those few months, um, then that's where I actually started to get a grasp of like, holy shit, everything in my life is my fault. No, no one is going to be caring about my dream or about my fitness goals besides me. Like everyone can cheer me on with fucking cowbells and fucking flags, but no one's going to do the work. So in terms of your journey, it's like, how did you realize that like, whether it was like 16, 18 or 20 or whenever, like, how did you realize, holy shit, like that revelation? Because for me, it took freaking 25 years. So for you, I know that you have been in bodybuilding and you've been doing these things. So where, where was that? Like the, the first symptoms as which you kind of got a grasp on like extreme ownership and like responsibility. Honestly, man, that's that's a really great question. And again, you know, I hate to keep tracing it back here, but a lot of it really just does come down to like my upbringing and just the way I was kind of, you know, brought up as a kid. I, I told you in person, but I recently just went to uh, a Reiki masseuse and she had done some work on my calf mm. and went and informed me the calves are where we store the memories of the past. And mm. she had told me that I had this, you know, preconceived notion that life is hard before I was even born. And that resonated so much with me. And just at an early age, my dad had kind of led me through in a way where he wasn't really guiding me in one direction. He was more so encouraging, hey, this might be a step in the right direction mm-hmm. and allowing me to take responsibility for my actions. So really just in the way that I was kind of brought up, I was really I always had this kind of weird notion of just like no one has my back besides me. And when I was a kid, it was kind of like a dark feeling to have. But now, of course, as I evolve and get older, I am able to see the blessing and the curse and and vice versa. So it really is something that was instilled in me when I was, you know, younger. And as I just translated that into the things that I did and the opportunities I had and the people that I talked to, I realized that in the fitness sense, and this is where I feel like it just comes down to overall awareness. Like I'm totally in understanding that mm. not everyone has this level of responsibility, et cetera. So it's like, okay, well, how can I? It really just comes down to like overall awareness, you know, and you can replicate that in any it's like for example you said if you're at a job that you don't like and you know you don't know what to do about it it's like you need to be able to cultivate this level of awareness of this is this is there's there's rules and boundaries to life things happen for a reason it's like if you're at a job and you're upset that you know you either don't like it or you're not getting paid enough you can calculate and see what are your expenses what are you actually getting made and do you actually enjoy the job and if you have all those three things and it's pointing in the direction of, hey, this is something that if you continue to do it, it's going to continue to spiral downward for you and you're going to continue to not feel good. Well, then I think it's a human responsibility to sit there and say, this is what I'm creating and manifesting and becoming and what can I do about it? So, you know, the answer is, I don't know, which is a very logical answer. I don't feel like a lot of people don't use that enough, but from I don't know, you can stem to 
well, what's the next best first step? And where can I stumble mm. towards it? Who may have some resources for me? And again, the fitness sense, it just comes down to, you know, the foundation, the nutrition, the training, the rest of the recovery, and how can I incorporate this into a 24-hour day, a seven-day week, a 30-day month, et cetera. And then from there, you, you have your answers for you. 100%, dude. And I do, um, I, I think just overall awareness is, um, not, I wouldn't say the downfall, but something that everyone struggles with. Because we all have blind spots. Like, no, no one's perfect. We're all living the human experience. But um, just overall awareness of, like, let's just go back to what you ended on. Like, just your mindset, your fitness, um, you getting into the gym. It's like, for me in my past, like, I, I felt like I was in a hamster wheel for so long where every time winter hit, it would be, I would create this illusion in my head that it was harder to get to the gym it was like harder to like cook my foods like the weather was against me and I was in this hamster wheel where like every nine to ten months I'm doing well and then for two or three months I'd not be doing well and feel like I end up at square one and I it took me like a long time to actually be aware of like holy cow like I need to switch my tendencies or I need to actually not only become more aware but actually like start aligning my words and what I'm thinking with like the actions that I'm putting out to the world. So kind of segueing into kind of one of my like latter questions. Um, and let's definitely like bring it more into like a, a fitness and health kind of perspective. But mm -hmm. um, as like Tony Robbins mentions in terms of like the thermostat and a, and a degree where it's like, Hey, like our comfort zone is 68 degrees. And in order for us to break out of that comfort zone into 75 degrees or 85 degrees or 95 degrees into our, our mindset, our health, our fitness, um, how have you like emotionally um, towards the gym, um, physically like getting better, worker, working, training hard, um, how have you maintained that like outside of that comfort kind of level to like break through and surpass um, the 60 degrees, the comfort zone and like really push yourself hard in the gym, really be more calculated. Like, uh, and, and like anything, it all comes down to very simplistic answers. Like you, we, you and I both, we don't have the, this red pill to like solve everyone's problem. Right. But, but how do you, um, not only like for me, it was like I would get to that 75, 85 degrees and then I'd go back something in life, a flat tire, a car breaking down would happen. And then I'd go back to the 68 degrees. So for you and your, your fitness journey, how have you maintained that higher caliber, that higher level and not reverted back to like a past version of yourself? Well, I think the important thing to understand too, is that, you know, a lot of people and especially it's hard with, you know, even Instagram or social media to some degree because there's a lot of false interpretations on mm. where we think we can get this 18-year body in 18 months. And that creates a lot of disillusion for a lot of people, which is hard to cope with. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I've still, even along my journey, I mean, I think it's very normal and, you know, just routine-like for animals to go back to, you know, kind of routines and habits and traits that have served them before until we have the opportunity to learn them, right? So that's mm -hmm. really the whole intention. And I think it comes down to just overall beneficial habit creation, right? Because we can make habits to lose, you know, 20 pounds in, you know, 10 weeks if we wanted to in an aggressive way, or we can create habits where it's like, hey, rain, sleep, you know, snow or hail, I'm going to stretch today or I'm going to do yoga today. Mm -hmm. or it's like, 
rain, sleet, snow, or hail, I know like I'm probably going to have four meals today based off my schedule and I can stick to that. So again, I think a lot of it comes down to looking at the requirements, right? To, to, to what it is to achieve your goal. It's like, if, if your if your notion of being fit and healthy is doing an hour of stairs, eating no carbs, eating no salt, not cooking your food, and you know, and and going to bed at six p.m. on the weekends, well, guess what? It's going to be extremely fucking hard for you to reach your goals. But if you sit there and say, hey, you know, I can eat at maintenance five days per week, and then slightly below two days per week, I can make sure I get maybe a few 20, 30 minute walks before I go to bed. I kind of like that. And hey, I'll realize that instead of just going all off the walls, maybe at two days you know, out of the five day work week, I'll have Chipotle at lunch so I can stay more on track. Then it's like your perception of fitness is like, wow, this is actually feasible, right? So I think for a lot mm-hmm. of people, it comes down to the understanding of what do you actually need to reach your goal? And that's, of course, we're having a second opinion, you know, for what, you know, we exactly do as coaches comes in. But at the end of the day, you know, that's why a huge part of our job is teaching these habitual routines where it's like, yeah, we can get someone to the point where we can, you know, severely muscle them up or severely fat loss them. But what are they going to revert back to when they want to go back out on the weekends or when they're, you know, they're on more than 200 grams of carbs in their diet? They need to be able to have that, that balance. And I think a lot of it comes through repetition. You know, I've been in the gym intentively for like eight, nine years now. So I know what it's like when, you know, I'm in a maintenance phase or I know what it's like when I'm really trying to grow or I know what it's like when I'm really trying to cut or I really know what it's like when I'm trying to put my focus on some other thing in my life. Like there's these routines that we kind of build and it just overall comes down to like, hey, Will I just not go balls to the wall? Will I just not go, okay, I'm just not going to go to the gym. I'm just not going to track anything. And your ability to stick to things in the long term is based off your you know, perceived level of enjoyment. So just don't go balls to the wall 52 weeks out of the year and you won't have to worry about these things. So to answer your question, it comes down to foundational habits that serve me, that I enjoy. I love walking first thing in the morning. I love having Saturday as like a high day and you know a bunch of other things throughout my day so if i just stick to those i can rest assured hey i'm 70 75 percent more fit or healthy internally than the average person 100 percent, dude and i do love that you bring up we are creatures of habit and i was just listening to something last night and it and it's not in the application of this journey because like everyone knows we need to like go to the gym or get some movement everyone knows like eating a banana and getting your enough potassium for the day is probably good for you and beneficial. Everyone, it, it isn't what we know. It's what will it require you to become that person. And it is in the, as I was, what I said a couple of weeks ago, it's the micro compounded and that's your macro results. So if you just focus on this day, what can you do today to get more water or maybe get a workout in or, or just if it's a busy work day and you work 16 hours a day, just like go outside and like enjoy the sunlight and like eat something that you know is gonna fuel you and be beneficial. Um, and, and we get so bottled up in that all or nothing kind of mentality. And in, in truth, it, it doesn't have to be like that. If you can just steadily coast and I have clients where it's like some are tracking their, their macros every single day. But in order for us to do that, it took us, hey, let's just track today. What can we do in this freaking moment? And, and it doesn't even have to be the entire day if you're not comfortable with it. You can just track one meal and then we can track that one meal, that smoothie for this next two days or three days or however long you feel comfortable to actually enjoy the process. Then that's what's going to move the needle in the direction that we want to go. Um, so hell yeah, dude. I'm glad that um, we had a, a solid talk on um, 
creating um, basically our path through fitness. And I feel that some individuals will definitely um, resonate um, with this. So do you have any like last thoughts um, before, before we go? I just wanted to actually put in one last thought in regards to that last question we were just talking about. So one other thing I want to add there as well is just like finding value in like both the peaks and the valleys of the journey. Like for example, it's like myself, you know, six, seven months ago I was in contest prep. I was like two thirty, maybe two thirty, eating maybe three thousand calories a day, doing forty five, forty five plus minutes of cardio per day. And now I'm 260, you know, eating like 6,000 calories on training day, still being active, et cetera. Do I look different? Absolutely not. Do I still enjoy and value myself and understand that I'm a loved, worthy individual and that I should still pursue my goals? Absolutely. And I think that's hard, again, for a lot of people because their vision on fitness is happy and they think they can only be happy shredded with an eight pack. You don't realize that you can gain 30 pounds, maybe not do, you know, two hours of hit cardio and just go for some daily walks or get a little bit of cardio in, et cetera, and still love yourself. And again, that just comes down to, you know, our ability to be aware and let go and just experience. Seriously. And just to piggyback off, just worthiness. And I feel like to end on just fitness, um, are finding our path through fitness and, and fitness is like a metaphor for life and, and looking for people that are maybe struggling or, or do want to reach that next level. It's like, when was the last time um, that individual or, or you have felt worthy doing something, right? And I feel like when you start going to the gym consistently, when you start just taking care of your overall health and well-being, no, it's not a cure from all the other fucking diseases out there, but it, it's something that makes you feel worthy, right? right. And I feel like um, every gym goer or every person that's tapped into it at some point in their lives that has gone consistently for more than a few months knows that this journey is just you versus you. Going back to it, it is just growth. It is just self-development. And, and there shouldn't be like a, a really a stigma against be becoming um the person that you want to become so hell yeah man Uh, i'm (laughs) I'm glad that this is our our first live i feel like we'll be definitely um getting more in in the near future and um and yeah so i i believe we'll just end it on that and um we'll get on with the day my dude awesome my dude yeah we will definitely be on soon i think we vibe really well i appreciate you having me on and i'll talk to you soon peace out guys peace out guys Take care, bud. Peace.